Hi everyone, this is Caro Frith. Welcome to the Consultant Collective series. I've spent the last 10 years working with and learning from some of the best consultants in the market. And now many of them are joining me to discuss how they've built a thriving business, how they've survived huge shifts in the marketplace, and to share the secrets of their success with you. The one question everyone asks me is, how do I start my own consulting business? So the Consulting Collective series will provide answers. Join me and some of the most experienced consultants in my network to learn, apply and share strategies to grow your consulting business. My name is Cara Frith and welcome to the Consulting Collective series. So, uh, Dan, you're an experienced business analyst. Um, and although we've not worked together an awful lot, I think um, the one thing that struck me about, about you and your proposition is that you have definitely thought about moving, you know, out of mainstream business, business analysis and, and more into the business architecture space. And as we were talking about, you know, sort of how how you could move into that space and the evolution, it became very apparent that you've really, you know, chosen your niche very, very well. You've, you've worked with a lot of legal organizations, professional service organizations, and you found the, the blue ocean in, in, in the language that we use in, in the academy. You found somewhere where actually your skills are recognized as being something that they don't have, which I thought was it was so um, so refreshing to see that you know you've moved across different industries and you've identified somewhere that actually will value your your uh, your skills. Um, but what really really grabbed me was was when we talked about you know your ambition to, to move to South America. I mean you know wow it's a huge move. You've got a small family, um, and and it would be such an adventure I think for the family and for your daughter to grow up over there. Um, so that was a, a, a brilliant piece of information um, and it just really laid the foundation for the way we've worked together in the past few months around if that's what you want to do, what do you have to do now in order to make that a, real, a reality in the next three to five years? Um, and you've taken on board every challenge that we've thrown at you. You've, you know, you've been an active member of our pulse calls. Um, you turn up to office hours and, and always contribute, which is, you know, the rest of the team has, has really found valuable. Um, and I think, you know, looking ahead, the, the business architecture, the emerging markets, your ability to go into a niche that really values your expertise. I mean, it's setting you up for success, I, I think, in, in the next few years. So um, I'm really interested to understand whether the last 12 months have given you more of an opportunity to focus on that or actually you were already had those plans in flight and, you know, COVID didn't really impact them at all. But, but what was 2020, um, what did it allow you to do that, that maybe you didn't have in your plans? Yeah, so uh, prior to COVID hitting, um, I the, the businesses I worked in were very much um, office-based that you you had to commute to, to the office. So my the clients that I could work for were limited to the West Midlands, um, maybe London. So sort of within a two hour train journey of where I lived. Yeah. Um, now that could have been because of, that was because of sort of technology issues, working practices, but then also my own view on what I could do. Mm -hmm. So since, um, well, once COVID hit, everything went online, that then really opened my eyes to what is possible. Mm -hmm. So I had contact from um, companies in America and I managed to get a client in America. And that then really made me think more about, well, actually, there's a lot more than just the UK. 
there's clients everywhere that potentially I could work with. Um, so when, so I've, I've got a, a couple of uh, people that I know who are from uh, Brazil and they were talking about the, the market there and the opportunities um, and that they're going to go back and um, they've really, from working in the UK, they've got sort of particular skill sets now that are really valuable over there. Mm. So after talking with them and, and then learning about actually you can do things online and there's opportunities there, uh, that's when I started thinking a lot more about actually moving to Brazil and, and South America and um, creating a niche there. So did the lack of commute and the, you know, the acceleration in the technology and also perception of clients, UK clients, that, that actually remote working was more of an option, all of those things sort of created that perfect storm for you that sort of opened up your eyes and opened up your opportunities. Um, and that time, I think, that, that the last 12 months have given people to, to reassess. Would mm. you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Um, my biggest um, uh, sort of um, the thing that was holding me back was the fact that moving out to Brazil without knowing anybody, that was a, a big step. Mm. So actually being able to get clients remotely um, sort of gave me the confidence that if, if I can do it remotely, then I can build that, that network before going. And then mm. once I'm actually there, it's just building on that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, it gave me the confidence to actually know that what the what I'm offering is actually wanted. Um, and what I offer is is different to um, other other consultancies. Mm. That's interesting. We've never I've never really heard it say it's giving you the confidence, you know, so so we talk more about it in, in other conversations. Um, with other consultants it's always been the time that's been brought up you know the lack of commuting the fact that there's a different mindset in the industry but to, to turn that and look inwards and think well actually it's also provided me with that extra level of confidence as well it's the first time I've heard that so it, it's quite an interesting everybody's looked outwards all of the external factors that have helped them you know raise the profile increase their business thrive in a in a, in a really stressful market but you've looked inwards and gone well what's it actually done to me as an individual which is really really fascinating um and you've always come across as quite a confident person to be honest with you so it's I suppose it's not it's not your own personal confidence it's confidence in your ability to break into another market yeah and I've always worked with um very high performing colleagues who they are um yeah senior managers um generally c-suite um people yeah. so when I compare myself with them they're they're excellent at what they do and then you think I always question like am I good enough to to do this yeah um and but actually yeah from um being able to um get work with other companies and they be impressed with what I do sort of give me the confidence to actually think that what I do is it's very good yeah. um so it's quite nice to to hear that and then that yeah then that gives you the confidence to um to go out and, and know what you offer is is what people want yeah you know they there is a saying confidence breeds confidence isn't it so you know you only need that little injection of it and somebody to say yes you're moving in the right direction and then it just sort of it's like that snowball effect isn't it yeah mm. yeah definitely. excellent so 
Um, I suppose when we first talked, you're, you had quite short to medium term plans of, about moving out to Brazil. But the last 12 months and certainly the way the, the current travel situation is, it is potentially you've pushed that out maybe another three years, maybe. But but what does that that next three year plan look like for you then? Yeah, so. Um, Brazil is or um, well, South America is around 400 million people. Growth before Covid was around five percent a year um, four trillion um, GDP. So there's there's huge potential out there. Um, and before Brexit, I think we were uh, the UK were the third largest provider of professional services to South America. Mm. And then with um, with Brexit happening, potentially that could increase mm. depending on what um, Boris does. Mm -hmm. um, so there's potential for that to increase. And uh, there's so there's a lot of opportunity then to to um, to provide those professional services to South America. Mm. Um, so my my plan was to originally was just to move out there and do it as sort of on my own just deliver um more of a um sort of a contracting um sort of model mm -hmm. but since um sort of being part of um the contracted academy that i realized that's not really what i wanted to do okay. um so i've reassessed what my my plan was and I decided to think a bit bigger. So the plan is to, within five years, to have um, five employees working for the for the company, mm -hmm. but also with around a million pound turnover. Excellent. So and then also have um, over also five uh, clients at a time. Yeah. So I thought might as well go big mm -hmm. and um, try and achieve it, then try and just. Think of it smaller in being able to achieve that so um yeah so in terms of actually moving out there um probably within the next two years hopefully mm -hmm. um but i wanted to sort of build my network up before before moving out there um yeah and is it your network or is it a client base as well would you try to get a couple of clients over there whilst you're still living here so that you could you could manage the transition in a more um in a smoother manner yeah so i guess i sort of use the interchangeably the network and the client so what i want is to have clients here uh well clients in in south america whilst in in the uk so that i've then got those contacts and i've got the the evidence to prove that um i can deliver so yeah. when we move out then we've got those those um that uh i guess what do you call it? Um, the the evidence to show that we can we can yeah. deliver. Um, got that credibility in the marketplace as well. Yeah. Yeah, we're not just some random British people that have moved over there hoping to yeah. to make it. We've actually we we've already started delivering, um, yeah. and that just, yeah, as you said, brings more credibility to what what we're doing. Yeah, you can establish your brand a little bit as well, can't you? So you can make it so that you can you know you, you can grow organically you can seed what that that message needs to be in the local markets you can start that virtual networking um and potentially some you know some in-person networking in the next couple of years to sort to, to build um that foundation for you for your company so by the time you move out there 
the bulk of it will, you know, the bulk of the hard work, the heavy lifting, you've given yourself the time to do it. You don't have to acquire or grow, you know, at an accelerated pace. You're starting now to grow slowly, but but consistently and with a solid foundation. I think that's a, it's a brilliant way to do it rather than just land, you know, with a suitcase in a new company in a new country and go, well, what do we do now? And that's what I found. So I've got some other, um, some people that I know who've set up companies in, in, in America and that's the one of the biggest issues they found was moving out there cold and trying to win that business was very difficult because they had they didn't have that catalog of um wins under their belt which they could show um potential clients um so it was it was very difficult for them to actually start winning business mm. so they were saying if they did it again they would try and win business before going out to add so it adds credibility to what they're doing Um, and then also they can be then there's the recommendation side of it where they can win extra more clients through being recommended by the clients they already have yeah yeah and I work a lot with uh, with with teams in South America and and you know it doesn't really matter you could have a team over in the UK when you move out there and still that delivery arm is is based in the UK if you build up your your employee base over here or you could have a team over there you know it's it's you could have them in both locations I suppose it's not it's no longer a one-size approach to any business model I think now you know that that's what the last 12 months has has shown us anybody who can show that they're different in any way it has got an edge I fundamentally believe that so um so that's good so what what does the next 12 months look like then you know so we've talked about the sort of the the medium to longer term and and the the foundations that you're you're putting down now but immediately you know what you're going to do is is it you know is some of our some of our team have talked about writing more books or a new a first book somebody you know we've got lots of collaboration going on within the team um what are your immediate plans? So I've, I was reviewing how I try and win clients and I realized that whilst I'm, so I will go for CEOs, uh, PE, VC sort of decision makers. Mm. And whilst I'm, I'm good at what I do, there are plenty of other people that are also um, trying to get in front of those same people. So it's very difficult to differentiate yourself in front of them because they're very busy people. They have lots on their plate. Lots of people are trying to get their attention. Um, And how do you get in front of those people? And I was just finding it very difficult. Um, And actually, one of the post calls, we were talking about um, supply chain. And I was thinking, about what what is the supply chain for mergers and acquisitions? And generally, there's two... um, two uh, providers that every MA needs so that's um accountants and then legal advice so i was thinking well if i can get in front of those people those companies and explain and, and give show the value that i would bring to um an acquisition um they can then provide the introduction mm-hmm, because yeah. they've already got the contacts they're already delivering in in that company yeah. they can then go to the CEO or whoever the decision maker is and say, look, I've got this, this other company, they'll add real value. Um, let's have a conversation. And then I can get in front of them without the CEO, without having to go through these other networking events where there's hundreds of other people yeah. trying to get in front of them as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's, sorry. I was gonna say that's a really elegant way to do it as well, because you end up with them wanting to have a conversation with you rather than you trying to you know, open the door and get in front of them. It's, it's, a yeah. much, it's much more sophisticated and, and um, you know, it's just a better way to do business, I think. So it, it's great that you're thinking like that. So sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, so um, that's, that's what I'm trying to, to build at the moment um, and build those, um, those contacts and, and develop that. And then also that works well with the wanting to move over to um, South America and the fact that um, a lot of, I say a lot, there are companies, legal firms and accountancy firms that are moving over or moving, opening branches out in, in South America they're expanding out, out into, into that um, market. Yeah. So then um, that then gives me potentially contacts within and recommendations within, within the South American market through working in, in the UK. Mm-hmm. So um, that's my main focus. And um, so it's, yeah, at the moment trying to find the, the places where they hang out, yeah. um, what networking events they go to, um, and just trying to build, build those relationships. Mm. Um, which I think will probably be, for me at the moment, the best way of um, of advertising and, and, and winning new clients. It absolutely is. So, you know, in a room full of accountants or lawyers, you are going to stand out. In a room full of BAs, when you do those kind of networking meeting, you know, you're not going to stand out because everybody's in the same space. Mm. Um, <clears throat> And certainly in a room where a CEO might turn up and there's a few people vying for his attention, it's going to be hard to elbow your way through into the the front of the queue. But but no, going back, you know, walk into a room full of an accountant, you are unique and that you've got Mm. to put yourself into a place that that there's nobody like you. Um, and then you, it, the conversation just flows. People really. So, you know, as long as you're you're comfortable with your your elevator pitch, as long as you've got a, a proposition that you can land really quickly to grab their attention. And I know you've, you've been working on that. You've been listening to everything that we've been talking about. And um, and I do think at its core, your proposition is really, really great. Um, you know, you've just got to, as you say, you just got to get out there now and you've identified, you know, two elements in the supply chain but there are a couple of others that we we will talk about um outside of this call we don't want to give too many secrets away <laughs> but i've certainly got a couple of other areas that i think you could potentially start to explore as well okay so but, but that's it i mean have you have you spoken with anybody in in the, the team and any of the academy members about you know any kind of collaboration there's lots of work coming through and i know lots of the team members are starting to take calls outside of our normal get-togethers where where you know um business models are developing opportunities are being discussed you know have you have you noticed any of that yes i've been working or say working i've I've had conversations with um with uh steve so um as he's trying to do something similar but um he's looking at america North America so yeah working with him and uh, just explaining sort of what I offer um what he offers and and just seeing how we can work together and um and collaborate on on different uh, projects yeah so that's been been working well um there's also a few other um meetings that I've got arranged um with other academy members to um mainly just understand what what they offer and what I can offer and how we can complement each other. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. with more of like a fractional um, uh, basis. I think we've got eyes and ears in many different places now, which which is great. And we've got doors being opened and, and you know, p opportunities for us to to sort of walk through those doors with, with a, you know, a trusted colleague, but then also not stay, you know, just dip in and out as and when we on that. That's how you end up. If you if you do move into the fractional space, that's how you end up with those four or five different clients, you know, where actually you're billing for the deliverable and, and for your expertise rather than the time that you spent sat at a desk on somebody else's yeah. laptop. So I think, yeah, I think the market has is providing us with so many opportunities now. And I think um, we're ready to capitalise. And, and certainly I think, you know, well, I know you are definitely capitalising on it. So, um, so yeah, well done. And uh, thank you so much for your time today, uh, answering the questions you've shared probably a lot more than than some of the others have shared so, uh, <laughs> so I think people are going to be really interested to hear how you've approached you know the the challenges from last year and looking forward into 21 so thanks very much great